like I said, we're in, by the way. We're in. So we're just live. We're live. We're live. So just chat how you want to chat. I'm not going to, if I'm going to cut this bit out, I'm going to say to you. If there's anything, I'm not going to ask you anything, man. Just don't worry. Yeah. But, and if there is anything that you feel after, that you that you think you said, then just let me know and I'll cut it out. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing, the whole, the whole thing behind the podcast is actually just trying to get people to like humanise players yeah. what I used to get when I played because I was at Watford Wickham before I went abroad um, is that there's there's like a big disconnect between players and fans or if not they just think you're just someone that you ain't do you know what I mean so I think you, everyone gets tarnished with the same brush don't they that's yeah. what I think it's always been with with professionals do you get what I'm saying so so when I started the podcast it's to bridge that gap and to make people more human and to actually have real conversations yeah because a lot of the time you see you get like um like the media side which is it's good but people just want to know what you know what a player is really like yeah do you know what i mean so that's literally i feel like i feel like they're trying to bridge the gap a little bit on that now with mm. all the new kind of inside different interviews mm-hmm. kind of during the week yeah and the build-up on that because obviously when you come off a pitch and you do an interview, it's like speaking to me just a little bit. It's a yeah. little bit more like, yeah, rigid. Mm. You don't really get to see anyone's character. You don't really exactly. get to see all that. So, mm. kind of doing these kind of things opens that, opens that up, and like you said, bridges gap. So yeah, because um, I, I like, I don't really watch American sports, but I like watching, like. Um, their interviews or stuff because they're just so human and on on platforms like this but the equivalent in America they're able to just go on and just be themselves Mm. whereas here if I shove a mic in your face after a match even if you were to say they're rubbish or you were rubbish you'll never say that no no and and you've got to be careful what you say because it can always get misinterpreted as well it's crazy yeah just, just say what you want to say so here you say what you want to say it won't get misinterpreted. <laughs> Depending on how I clip it up. So I'm like I'm like Hitch from lockdown, mate. I'm from um from Hitch. <laughs> I'm locked down. Cool, but yeah, right, yo, count out podcast for myself. Daps, Gavs, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Oh, obviously, it's the first podcast I've done since I announced my live show, guys. Which camera? That camera. And um, it's in New York, so I will be doing another one here again. But this one's in New York, so for my all for all my New York listeners and whatnot, it's going to be at Red Bull Arena, October 29th, with Red Bull players Bradley Wright Phillips, well he's obviously just retired, um, Aaron Long and Drew Yearwood. Tickets on Ticketmaster.com. Forty percent of tickets have already gone, so make sure you just go and cop that, and we're going to have a, a good time. So, and for more information, just go on the socials and you'll see it there if you don't already know. But yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Thank you for all of the feedback. As always, the comments are always great. Let me know who else you want me to get on. I'm actually going to find the comments that ask for you. I'm actually going to find it. Because I know you think I'm on banter when I, when I say that. Were well, there I'm, any? No, I'm, I'm actually being serious. <laughs> like, and I'll tell you why in a sec, why, why I know people ask for you. But um, yeah, so guys... Just let me know who who else you think I'm gonna get. Um, um, who else you think I should get on? 
And um, yeah, that's it. But today we have, and I've actually been looking forward to this one. And I'll tell you why, yeah? which leads into the actual comment thing, because it's all good talking to, the podcasts that I enjoy most are the ones where I'm talking to, you don't mind me saying this, like seasoned. Like you're a seasoned pro. Weathered. Yeah, yeah let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you're, you're a seasoned pro. So, and I always like talking to um, like you guys because I, I feel like it gives the most realistic view of life as a player. Like I had Sambi Lokongo on about two, three weeks ago. Had Tavares on. I like, I've, I've had Javier. Those are like the big ticket ones that, not ticket ones, but they're always going to get the most views because it's Arsenal and whatever. But you've literally been playing Premier League football now for 10 years? Nine? Yeah, this is my 10th tenth, tenth season, yeah. Do you know how crazy that is? And this is what I was saying. Um, me and Bradley were talking about it the other day and, and I respect Bradley a lot because he's done 19 seasons as a pro, which is a joke. This is his 19th year. And I played, but I dropped out of the leagues very early. So I know, or I don't know, what it takes to be at that level and stay there consistently. And you see so many people come and go, come and go, but you've remained like consistent. So those of you that don't know who I've got, I've got Crystal Palace, Captain. You are officially Captain, right? Vice, 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 vice. No, you're vice. not. <laughs> Why do I look at you as captain then? No, you are. So who's, who's captain? Luca. Luca Omeka. Is he? Where is he? What? Who? Where, no, where is he? Luca? Yeah. He's been on the bench. He's oh. been in the squads. Oh, I just look at you like you're. Come on and stuff. Like you're captain. Like if you, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Christopher the captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of. One of, one of, um, we've got Joel Wood. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, um, how you doing, man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, you've had training today and um, obviously with, you know, 10 days. And, well, yeah, is it 10 days to your next match? Uh, 1st of October, Chelsea. Um, so, with, with all that happening, what's training normally like when we've got such a big gap? Um, training when there's a bit of a bit of a gap. I guess obviously we didn't really envision having a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with with the passing of our dear our dear queen. Mm, um, I saw you pay your obviously respects, yeah. um we didn't see that one coming. Uh, so there was obviously that that little gap. But um, we also had the Brighton game that was postponed anyway beforehand and then international break so training's been a little bit lighter mm. a little bit more um light-hearted you know five o's and some yeah. small side of games and and what have you but then there's there's also the, the work side of it so they get to push you a little bit more mm. get to zone in on a few of your um i guess areas of improvement whether it be gym other bits like that on the pitch mm. and they can kind of work more individually um, because there's a smaller group staying behind that aren't necessarily on international duty. Mm. So, quickly on on the five O's and everything, does Vera join in with us? No, he hasn't yet. 
Really? He hasn't yet. It jo- joins in on the like the rondos and the little, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the little bits like that, but not the um, not the five O's. Yeah, I, I didn't want to get straight into Vera. In fact, no, we're not going to get straight into Vera. I know no. I, you can you couldn't have it, could you? Yeah. You couldn't have it straight in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. I'm um, I'm I'm an Arsenal fan. No, I would never have guessed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan, and I'm from that um, that era of. You know what? No, no, we, we we can start here. I'm from that era of like Arsenal United, real rivalry. And the good thing is that you're not much younger than me. You're like two years younger than me. So you remember that rivalry as well. And in terms of what, what, I, what I remember most about that and even growing up playing football were the standards. Mm. And I, I always feel, which is which is where I get a bit, you know, when people banter me about on on this podcast about my views, it's only because I believe that there should just be standards. And a lot of the time, when standards aren't met, I can be a bit, but I'm really old school like that. But anyway, Vieira is from that old school, wow. Vieira is from that old school mentality. How, how or what has he brought, has he brought those standards with him, do you reckon, in regards to the way he coaches and, you know, his ideologies when it comes to football and you guys. The the unwritten standards, I think, and the, mm. the basics of how you conduct yourself, how you apply yourself, um, absolutely. I think mm. you don't succeed and you don't achieve all that he achieved one in his playing career um, by not having that, mm. not having that... Um, Resilience, not having that kind of drive to to be better, mm. to to get better, and to reach the heights, um, and to have that consistency mm. of doing the right things time and time again. Yeah. Um, so when he obviously um, came to us, I think f- straight away he carries that respect mm. from from players because as a as a fan of the game, you have to appreciate yeah. all that. That was achieved. Um, so, for for him, he's always driving us to to improve, to get better, mm-hmm. um, to challenge the way in which we do things, the way in which we think, um, and he he tests us as well. Mm. So, it's it's great to see, and it's great to have because you're you're learning from someone who's been at the top. Mm. Um, and has won everything there is to win. Yeah. And with with him, he's obviously like a new breed of manager, if you know what I'm trying to say. So before you had um, the Roy Hodgson's and Warnock was there. Warnock was there, yeah. Big Sam. Yeah, so like that. TP. Those like, who? Tony Pulis. Oh, Tony P- yeah, so those are like the older managers or whatever. This is like the new managers who... Have played the game. They're young. They're bringing in. They're bringing in new ideas and everything. What has been the biggest shift? Do you think in regards to his management style compared to like some of the other ones you might have had? Um, I don't know if it's. I can say huge sh- shifts of of differences, but the one thing that's kind of stood out to me is the attention to detail in the tactical side of things. I guess mm. um, how he wants to implement our style um, the way that we play and the way that we impose ourselves on 
on other teams. Mm. Um, you know, I think, like you say, I think I, I've I've been you know fortunate to to play a lot, and I've been unfortunate to play under some you know notable, yeah, like very seasoned, incredible managers mm. that have come through the club yeah. over the years um, that have achieved you know so much in the game mm. um, and had such like, incredible careers so um, you learn something from from everyone mm. um, but like you said I think this is a different era where um, the game's constantly evolving so new ideas new ways mm. um, are always coming into the game and that's one thing that's always um, been apparent like as my as the time's gone on and as each season's rolled on mm-hmm. there's always something new there's always a new challenge um but I think with the gaffer now you're you're learning more or I'm certainly learning more tactically um but also then looking at solutions to the problems as well so we go through things methodically making sure that we kind of look at certain different areas and we kind of simulate different things that might happen on the pitch mm. so then you have to find the solution yeah and he actually encourages the players to to find those solutions yeah. you know like he wants us to speak out and go actually what about this what about that mm. um because then it gets the, the players thinking mm-hmm. um and some of the lads who might be a little bit more quiet or reserved have to come out of their shower and go yeah. actually maybe this might be better mm. so um, there's always similarities through management, um, but the little tweaks here and there make yeah. make differences. Does it does it make you want to? In fact, before I ask that question, do you think the drum is not going to pick up on the mic? Don't worry. But um, do you think that um, if you was younger, so obviously you know you've got experience now, you've been through so many cycles, so many Premier League campaigns and everything. Do you think? you would not struggle, but with this new way of, you know, tac- it being tactic tactically that heavy, do you think you probably, not would have struggled, but do you think it's easier to adapt now that you're older? Or do you think because you've had, you've been doing it a different way for so long, it makes it that much harder, if that makes sense? Um, no, I think, to be honest with you, I think, you know, as I said earlier, every manager has got their way of doing things mm. but every manager is so uh, in depth in what they're doing mm. so say for I'm going to say Tony Pulis we would be drilled and yeah, you drill yeah. drill repetition bang 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 constantly until when a scenario happened everybody on that pitch knew exactly where mm. they were meant to be so although it's a new style a new generation of management coming through the fundamentals are still there of mm. making sure that we practice, but we're, we do it. We do it on the screen. We yeah. do it on the board. We do it on the pitch. Mm. So there's three methods of learning. Mm. There's three methods of looking at different scenarios yeah. and how we can adapt and evolve. So I think for me as a player, I've, I've kind of taken that on board and I think you learn and you kind of lean against management coaching staff mm. senior players and and just players in general because everyone's got a different take on it yeah um and i've actually just kind of enjoyed that process from each manager that i've had um would i have found it 
more difficult if I came in now. I, I don't think so. I think you've got an opportunity to um, really learn and, and develop. And there's more information out there now than mm. there ever has been. Yeah. You know, there's more tech, there's more ability to learn the game. Mm. You know, nowadays you can have a live stream of the game and then rewind it back so then they can look at the tactics and mm. look at what they're doing or what the shape is. And, you know, you didn't have that five six seven years ago or whatever yeah. it may have been so you were kind of looking at that and relying on people coming down at half time and saying right okay we can look at this we can look at that mm. um whereas now you've got everything there to and you've got the facilities and you know the the coaching staff around you to be the best you can be yeah oh, no, i love that man and, and also I, I just love how you no matter who that who the manager is that comes in for whatever not for whatever reason that like you play do you know what I'm saying and you've had decent amount of games like I was looking through and I'm seeing in the in the league I'm seeing 20 something 20 something there was one one year you played every game yeah there was one year you played every every single game and and for me personally I love that because not only does it speak to your ability but I think it also speaks to your attitude and so if I talk about myself for a second, sorry. I was never one of those gifted. I was good. I'm not going to discredit them, but I remember I had a manager tell me, like, if I keep my attitude right, I'll always have a chance. And you come across as a person that just has a really, really good attitude. So, like, just speak on the importance of keeping your attitude right in regards to being able to have that long longevity in the game and to be able to just you know, perform at the level that you perform at? Well, um, and how difficult is it to maintain that same attitude? Yeah. Well, thank you, first and foremost, oh, for yeah. noticing that. Give Appreciate them, it. Give them... The, the, <laughs> their, their, I watch football, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, for me, um, there was always a quote, and I used to laugh about it with, with the guys years ago, but... Um, you know, hard work will always be talent if talent don't work mm -hmm. hard, right? It's a, if it's, is, it's a famous quote. Is that, oh, because my boy MK, the one I was talking about, yeah. he says that every week. Yeah. Else, and and it's really it's true, man. I, w I was never, you know, the most gifted. Mm. But I knew that how I applied myself was going to set me apart. And I think nowadays the challenge is how do you set yourself apart and I think it's too easy necessarily to just fall into the to the traps of you know just being one of the boys being mm. you know kind of laughing and joking around and messing around and there's there's time for that but there's also time to get your head down and graft and make sure that you carve out what you want to carve out mm. um, because you know we're all given you know we're all given our talent yeah. we're all given our ability um, but we've also got to make it, you know, make use of it ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. We've got to make sure that we dedicate ourselves to being the best that we can be. Um, whether that's in sport or just in, in general life, mm -hmm. I think the way you apply yourself and your outlook on life is going to speak volumes of, you know, where you're going to go and what you're going to achieve and, mm -hmm. and how successful, whatever success means to you, Yeah, how successful you're going to be. Um, and also the people that you have around you. Um, you know, I don't think anyone gets to the top without making 
sacrifices without, you know, kind of not necessarily turning their back, but mm. kind of s- distancing themselves from from certain things and having um, that discipline as well. And having that discipline, mm. you know, I think whatever avenue you go down, if you can kind of dedicate yourself in those early parts of your life, you know, when a lot of people are out doing X, Y, and Z, if you mm. can be dedicated and kind of have that discipline, um, then you've got a chance. Yeah. You've got a chance because people nowadays, they, they look for the attitude before they look for anything else. Yeah. I, I personally think, um, you know, I think a lot of people would rather someone who will run through a brick wall for them than someone who's, you know, just going to kind of yeah, be a bit up and down. And it's it's good that you said that because my next point actually I had written down was that you're a player that I think most people would look at you and say, you just stay like that. Like you get a good, consistent, no disrespect, but like seven out of tens, you might get an eight, you might have an outstanding game, but you're always going to get a seven out of ten minimum. And I think a lot, a load of managers and even fans at watching the watching the team appreciate that because, you know, you get some players who have all the ability in the world, but sometimes they're up here, sometimes they're down there. Like you've played with them, you've probably, like you've played against them and they kind of just get like sieved out. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if you've got a player like like yourself, you always just give yourself a chance. So like, like how, how do you just even like your physical performance, how do you manage to maintain such a level, a high level? Because you do perform at a high level. Um, I don't know really. I think... Uh, do you think you've got better I, with age? I think... Yeah, I think there's there's different qualities that you add over over time, whether that be reading the game or just kind of knowing when to go, do you know what, I just need to to look after it here or mm. kind of your experiences within the game, your your knowledge of the game, your your experiences. Um you know, there's a there's a reason why I think it's valuable to have that mix, you know, in, in teams nowadays of, of having the youth and having the experience. Yeah. Um because Sometimes you've got to protect and kind of just grind it out um, mm. when your back's against the ropes. And you know, we certainly have had a few seasons where our backs are against the ropes yeah. and you've got to kind of just grind it out. And mm. It's not pretty, it's not it's not nice, but you've got to get the job done. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, for me, um, I've always tried to, like I said, apply myself in the right way, look mm. after myself, um, <clears throat> whether that's on or off the pitch, you know, food, rest, mm. recovery, um, gym work, making sure I'm listening and doing the right things mm. um, as much as I can. Obviously, you have to enjoy yourself and mm. you know treat yourself now and again and have those cheat days, but yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm which I'm guilty of. What's 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 a good cheat meal for you? Um, I say that I'd, I I enjoy a, enjoy a curry. Oh, um, okay. I like a, I like a nice bad. curry. Um, yeah, a real cheat meal would probably be, uh, I don't know, like a, like a, a good burger, a greasy burger. Oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? Something like that, a hot dog. Going to the cinema and yeah. getting the hot dogs, you mm. know, with, the, with all the that. toppings and everything. everything. All the onions, <laughs> all the processed onions. Like yeah, yeah, everything. Good for you. Everything. Just chuck it all. Just chuck it all on there. And you got to enjoy that. And I think mm. 
in my early days, I I, I kind of got so um, fixated on kind of doing everything by the book, mm. you know, setting curfews, kind of making sure that I was mm-hmm. giving myself the best chance that, um, you know, and I think those things were, were great to do. But I also then had to find a balance of mm. putting too much pressure on myself, doing yeah. too much and overtraining and had to make sure that I learned to understand what my body needed and how my body needed it. Mm. Um, and I think that's, you know, something for me I've always um, been fortunate of. That I've had people and good people around me to help me with that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just, like I said, my, my I think my attitude of the way in which I apply myself on a daily basis has, has kind of given me a, a good foundation to maintain that level mm. um to put in the extras to come off the pitch when i need to come off the pitch but stay on when i need to stay on and, and work with people and learn and and develop and kind of come alongside you know players that i've been been with and i looked up to when i was younger mm. um that have given me that foundation to be able to maintain and perform and yeah. you know get that consistency do you think you were so heavy and didn't really have a balance because of what you said in regards to not being the most gifted, if you know what I mean? And do you think if you if you were a player that just... So if you was a player that, you know, you walk on the pitch and everyone just knows you're good and, you know, your place is solidified, you, you know, it's all kind of just given to you. Not given to you, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. Do you think you would have been so... Um, that hard on yourself and not had that balance? Um no, because I probably would have got clipped round here. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> from the family, I would have you know, yeah. even my my older brother or even my sister or or my old man or, mm. or mum and that they would have um, brought me down to earth. Yeah. And and a lot of people that are around me and were in my circle over the years would have um, swiftly brought me back down to earth. Yeah. Um, to make sure that I stayed on top of stop of thing top of things and kind of continued to to mm. grind and to work towards where I knew I wanted to be, um, yeah. which was a dream. Okay, right, we're going to get into the, not that it's not been exciting, we're going to get into the, the juicy stuff now. But before we do that, actually, so this podcast is all over the place, whatever, there's no set, whatever. But congratulations on being Crystal Palace's, um, I mean, I said it in your comments and that, but you know, I'm going to say it in person as well. Congratulations on being, the, you made the most Premier League appearances for... I th- I'm I'm certainly up there. Yeah, I think it's um, you, I think it's Wilf, me and Mac. I think. No, I think you've done more than than Wilford. No, I don't know because I had a couple of seasons where Cause I Wikipedia. was I was in and out. The Wikipedia. Hey, man, don't believe everything <laughs> you read online. You've made what two hundred and fifty? What I think it's two fifty five now, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, it's it's that, in, that's it's in, in the league in that. Yeah, it's in that. That's just in the league, which think, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that is absolutely ridiculous. And when you signed for the club in 2012, did you ever think that you would be there? Not only that long, but make that many appearances. Listen, I, I kind of before I even signed, um, you know, I I was sat down with my family and we were kind of like talking things through, and um, you know, I was kind of saying, well, by the time I'm 25, I want to be knocking on the door of trying to, or would like to be knocking on the door of the Premier League mm. if I can be um, and if things go the way I want them to go mm. uh, which in football is is never a given right awesome. um, but 
you know, by the grace of God, we got there at, at 23 yeah. in, in my first season um, at Palace. And I don't think anyone really envisioned the club getting promoted that season. Mm. Um, but, you know, and I think you probably would have seen it on online and kind of on the documentaries and stuff that we had a we had a unique set of boys um, mm. or men really at, at, at the club at that time. Um, some big characters, strong characters. And just a real cohesion and a real belief within the squad that mm. you know that grew. Um, we were we were almost a I think the term was a, a bunch of misfits yeah. um, that came together and and created history. Yeah, that was talking about that the, the bunch of like misfits. So, so you say, Crystal Palace is always. I don't know if it's because I'm from London, but Crystal Palace has always just been seen as a local club. Mm. That that has players that, you know, you know, you look at other teams and they're oh, Premier League footballers, but you can't touch them. You can't really, Crystal Palace has always had that thing about them where you feel like, you know, if I didn't support Arsenal, I think I'd support Palace. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you've got players in there who could just be with you outside playing on the streets and stuff like that. And they just, yeah. they just seem really personable in it. And, you know, what's what's it like playing for a club that's like that? And from the outside, it looks like they still maintained that mm. culture. I think yeah. I think that's that's uh, you hit the nail on the head there. The, mm. the culture, yeah. um, you know, it's it's deeply ingrained in the club and mm. the way the club is, uh, and that starts from the bottom. Mm. Um, some, sorry, that starts from the top, the top. to the bottom. You know, mm. um, from the chairman Steve Parish all the way down. Um, mm. To us players, the staff, the kit guys, the canteen, everything. Yeah. You know, there's a culture. Everyone is polite. Everyone welcomes each other. Everyone says hello. Everyone kind of, you know, is, is together. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of stems from from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the culture that's been been born and, and bred in the club. Um, yeah. You said there it's, it's, you know, the local club. And, and I think there's always been that relationship with the fans. There's always been that rapport with them and with, you know, as the club and just the fan base and yeah. everything like that. It's, it's, you know, an old school stadium. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's an old school kind of vibe there. Hasn't you know, it's close, bit. you know, it's lively. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it. it's, it's just a good old fashioned stadium. hate it as um, a, as a um, fan. Like, when my team is going to play you lot, because yeah. you guys really, it feels a lot smaller. All of a sudden, it just feels a lot smaller than it actually is. Mm. And your fans really just, they don't stop. No. So have you noticed how much of a, of a tough place it's become to go to like, over the years? Yeah, I, I think um, I've been pretty fortunate that the clubs I've been at, the fan base has been pretty special mm, at Portsmouth Bournemouth, um, Bournemouth was obviously alone. when when I, f- I first went on there on loan mm. um, we were league two so obviously yeah. it, was, it was coming up but um, you know at Portsmouth the fan base is ridiculous yeah. at Palace the fan base fan, fan base is ridiculous yeah. you know in that stadium the, the atmosphere and, and when it's when it's rocking it's rocking mm. you know it um, but in the same breath they'll let you know <laughs> you know, if 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 it's not if it's not good enough, and mm. I think as players you have to be able to take that on the chin yeah. and accept that. And I think, you know, what's 
what fans want to see is is you want to bleed for that shirt. Mm. And I think that's what, you know, is, is first and foremost at Palace. Everyone kind of gives everything and gives their all. Yeah. And then the talent then takes over because we've got a ridiculous pool of talent. Listen. You know, the, the natural ability of some of the boys at the club is, is beyond Listen, crazy. So, and we're going to get onto the first team play as well. But obviously, my friend that coaches the young ones, he speaks about the talent that's in there right now. And and I'm also in like a group chat with people that are responsible for the intake of like the younger years and that. And they just talk about the talent within that club right now and how much of a joke it is. And then it's all the way up to, you see the first team and, you know, you see the likes of, obviously Zaha's been there. He's just the, not poster boy, but you know what I'm trying to say. He's like the main one yeah. that people talk about. But then you've got players like, Eze, who's an absolute joke. I don't think people realise how much of a joke this guy is. And then Olise. Like, I don't... Obviously, you play with him every day. And I'm not, not to single anyone out, but... Do you think people actually understand how good these people are? You see Olise, yeah? I honestly believe he's, he's going to go on to, like, a top four club. And that's not just me being way out there and whatever. This is me seeing him from championship, seeing him with you guys, and just knowing he's got talent enough to do enough talent to do it. I think Eze as well. It's like playground football with him. Mm. Like so, speak on like the level of talent that is in the club right now, and you know how hopeful it makes you playing in that team with them. That's exciting, right? Yeah, oh, it's man. exciting. Um, to be honest with you, mate, it's it's, uh, it's a joy to be around. It's a joy to watch on a daily basis, um, you know, and and it's it's not just those boys. There's there's plenty of plenty of others who, um, you know, offer so much mm. to the team, yeah. um, in their quality that they bring, and just you know, all round, they're like good guys as well. But yeah. um, you know, Wilf speaks for himself, man. He's he's kind of carried um, the club in so many ways mm. over so many years. Uh, he's been the figurehead and the the star man mm. um, in so many ways, and his his talent is is frightening. Yeah. What he does on a daily basis, you know, it makes you look silly at times, um, and and you just have to kind of rugby tackle him to the floor or something like that. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the same with Ebs, Ebs and Michael. You know, the, the they've got you know a, such a bright futures ahead of them. Mm. Um, the, the sky really is a limit for them both I think you know what they've got and, and the way that they you know apply themselves as well their mm. attitudes their, their humbleness as well um, is is good to see yeah. and great to see um, and their just willingness to learn and develop and push mm. on and raise the bar you know the the time that they take after training is finished to work on things and stay out and do things yeah um and look after their bodies and be in the gym and, and everything like that is you know i think it's only like you say it's only a matter of time um, yeah but i think for us as a club it's it's we're you know for the last couple of years we've been in a bit of a transition mm -hmm. phase you know and i think um now when you look at the strength and the depth to the squad you know, the, you you realise that 
with obviously I think the gaffer moving us and pushing us and developing us um, as a group and taking it to the next level is I think it's an exciting period to be and I think there's no real limit to where we can where we can get to as a club mm. with, with with such good good players because um, I appreciate both sides I appreciate the flair and everything but then I appreciate the players who you just need to have in your team I remember years ago QPR um, had can you remember Clint Hill mm-hmm. and he will never get any plaudits but he he was needed in that team and I look at your team now and I look at you as one of those players but then I also look at Anderson who if I'm being totally honest I didn't think he was that good when I say that good I didn't think he's as good he was as good as he is when I saw him at Fulham and I just look at him now and I'm just like bloody hell like you've got know-how like when your back's against the wall he's a defender that you want to have in your team and then you've got Gahey but I'm not going to lie the person I really love in that team is, is it, I always get MacArthur is it MacArthur? Okay, yeah. oh my gosh if you need someone to just come and disrupt things honestly just bring him on just kick up a few people but you need it do you get what I'm saying and, and Will mm. Hughes and absolute player Will Hughes but these are the players that will never get the plaudits you know, you know rightly so Eze and whatever but I just think it's important to to have to have both sides. So I bring up um, MacArthur because what's he actually like? Because I just feel like he just he seems like he's he, he's probably a bit of a wind up. <laughs> what, what a guy! Yeah, Maka is um, he's he's full of energy. Mm. He's uh, he's a great guy. He's a leader. Um, he's a good friend. Uh, he's someone who, you know, his knowledge of the game as well, his tactical mm. like, awareness is is amazing. Mm. Um, and his ability is is frightening as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's one of those players that probably has gone under the radar so much, but he's achieved so much in the game. Exactly. Um, and he's a vital part of where this club has mm. been and what this club has done um, because... Of the one, the quality, but the work rate, the effort that he puts in, and yeah. and how he demands um, excellence from everyone as well. Mm. Um, but he's a joker as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a joker. Like the, the sort of um, he's a big kid when he wants to be, <laughs> which is which is nice, and it's good because you know he he gets people up, he gets people out of their comfort zones, and you know joining in and having a laugh, and yeah, um, he he bridges the gap. Um, so he's. He's all round, I think, like one of the most underrated players, I think, that mm. the, club has, yeah. the club has had over this period of time. Yeah, when I see him on the pitch, I don't like it because I just know it's going to be... And by the way, he can he can he drop can a, he can drop a yeah. shoulder, man, no, no, his stepovers and stuff like that. He's Listen, the Scottish Perlow. players who get labelled with that, you know, they're just there to kick people up and whatever, are normally like the better players. Mm. So even like Roy Keane, people don't, you know, I loved Roy Keane growing up. Not all the time, but because of the, <laughs> the Arsenal, the Arsenal rivalry. But he's another player that people just look at him as, you know, the tough guy flying into tackles and everything. But he could really play. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And 
And um, you, you have to have that balance, right? You have exactly. to have that balance. You have exactly. to have those guys that that can do that. You have to have. Um, every, everyone's got their role mm. within the within the team. Would you say you know everyone's got their part to play to then enable you know the the flare boys to go and do what they need to do, but they also do muck in. You look you look at Wilf, you know even Yannick when Yannick was a the work rate, Man. the the effort to get back in, mm. and you see at the top teams like the. The top players don't just sit there and go, "Oh, you do that, we do this." Mm. It's a it's a team effort to to put in a graft, and they're the they're the hardest teams to play against. I always wonder, and I'm not going to try to draw you out with this question, but I always wonder what it's like for Wilfred Zaha because he's not someone that talks a lot in that in interviews. Yeah, outside of I mean, after games and everything. Fair enough, but. In regards to like interviews and he does, he's not someone that talks that, but he's got this, this rep of almost being like a moaner sometimes. And, and I think he incorrectly gets labeled with that one. And it must be hard for him because he's always, every year, it's like Wilfred Zaha, Wilfred Zaha, Wilfred Zaha. Even when people, there's been times where people say, oh, you know, might get relegated or whatever, but Wilfred Zaha is going to save them. Wilfred, that. What's it like for him? Well, you can't speak for him, but from what you do know, how does he manage to deal with that pressure and at the same time not feed into like the negativity that probably comes from some parts of the press sometimes? Do you know what he's like carrying that? Um, like I said, I can't, I can't necessarily speak mm. for him, but from what I see, um, I'd be, I'd kick off a few times if I got kicked as much as what he did um, and I does seen he's like the most um, second foul player in the league but I think you know Wilf carries himself in the in the right way um, you know he's got I think you know, good people around him um, you know, off the pitch and he can get away from things and like you said he's he's very much been someone who's carried the club mm. um, for so many years and um, you know he's taken that upon him mm. upon himself in a, and he's he's dealt with that He's yeah. got broad shoulders, if you know what I mean. He, yeah. It's kind of he's taken it in his stride and accepted that responsibility. Mm. Um, and you know, you 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 have to forgive him at times, or you have to let him go away with things at times if he yeah. if he wants to, um, <laughs> because you know what he's going to bring on the weekend. Mm. Um, you know what he's going to do. You know his his attitude, his his talent, and you know that he's going to give everything. Mm. And when he's on that pitch. Um, so I think he's taken it and he, he's in, in many ways taken this club to, to where it, where it is today. Mm. Um, and he is the, the, like you said earlier, the, the almost the poster boy. Mm. He is Crystal Palace through and through, um, so in, in many ways. Yeah, it must be so hard, but back to you though, you've made all these appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing consistently and playing consistently well. Would I be right in saying, again, if I if the way I deliver this is often, <laughs> forgive me. Would I be right in saying that players like you, who just go under the radar, n- would never ever really get a look in in regards to like um like an England cap? Do you ever look at that and think? 
and look, do you ever look back and think, at times I've deserved like in you, not come out and say, oh, I need to be in there. But do you feel like when you look at some of the people over the years that have maybe been called up and you haven't, do you ever look back and think, no, I've done all right and I've done enough. But because you're just under the radar, mm. do you think that kind of just, that's gone against you and you've not actually had that looking? Um, I think there's been certain periods over the years when, um, not just speaking for myself, but I think if you weren't necessarily in top, top club, the top six or mm. something like that, you were kind of, you know, I think there, there was a period where it was go with the tried and tested yeah. um, in many ways. I think now is, is a little bit different where, you know, I think the setup and what Gareth and, and the guys are doing, they're, they're picking on, on form or they're kind of looking at younger lads to come through and guys that are kind of setting the stage of light. So I think um, it's maybe slightly different different now. Um, but for me... I always set out from the very beginning to to look back and have no regrets and to give everything. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think um, obviously still got some miles in the tank to go yet. Um, but when, when the day comes, I know I'll be able to hold my hands up mm. and say I, get, I, gave, I gave myself, you know, everything I could give um, in, in my career. And sometimes it's, you know you might not achieve everything that you wanted to achieve, mm. but I can look back with, with no regrets and I can look back and hold my head up high. What would you say one of your career highlights would be? Um, career highlights. So many. <laughs> FA Cup. <laughs> okay, um, what was it like being like... The, the occasion of an FA Cup final. It's it's special. Mm. I think as a as a young boy, when you know I used to go be in the stands at Fratton Park and mm. and seeing the games, you kind of you only you only can dream of of it. Mm -hmm. um, to go to the old Wembley, to go to you know games and see the FA Cup finals yeah. and and what have you. Um, it's something special. It's, it's it's the magic of the FA Cup, right? It's it's yeah. kind of crazy, um, and it was it was a special occasion to be to be involved in. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I guess the the <laughs> the, crick, the critic in myself is well doesn't necessarily matter because we didn't we didn't win. We came so close, but it doesn't I know? But you know, but then everyone around me is like, listen, you got to celebrate the moments that yeah. you know you've done well to get there and Do I'm like yeah but we didn't win it's funny because most, most people most players go through their um, careers never reaching finals mm. when you really look at it yeah let alone winning so to even be there and in the conversation that I'm at I'm at a club now if we get to the to the second round of the FA Cup it's like oh, yeah. do you know what I mean like we got knocked out first round but you know, you always want to just even be involved and yeah. get get one of those clubs. So to even make it to the final, I know it's 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 amazing. It's like it, it? it is amazing, but you're also the competitor 
actor in you is is kind yeah. of and the drive in you is is it's still a one-off you know game. you came up short you want to win mm. like just imagine the feeling that uh, had we come away and and won mm. like it, it that's the levels and that's, I think mm. you know it only spurs you on more when you have those setbacks yeah um I think the biggest learning curve and the biggest kind of um motivator at times is sometimes failure 100%. You know, mm. because you have to hit those speed bumps you have to hit those roadblocks and see how you come come out the other side see how you react and um you know we went on another good cup run mm-hmm. um and you know last year with and then obviously lost in the semis to to Chelsea um but it's 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 one of those things I, I think for me obviously I I, I do celebrate the moments mm-hmm. but there's still something in me and there's still that bit in me that's kind of like mm. we still come up short yeah um and i don't think i don't think i would be um honest with myself if i was saying that I, i'm i'm not content with just being there yeah you know i i, I am there because i want to win mm. i'm there because you know i want to succeed and i, I want to win that game mm. so much yeah um but Later on in life, I'm sure I'll, I'll be kind of looking at it and go, well, geez, this is some hell of an achievement. Yeah. But no, right now, I'm kind of like, well, bring on the next opportunity because I want I want it. Mm. And you guys are, you know, when you look at that like outside bets for a nice little cup run, you guys are, are right up there because you're so hard to beat right now. Like, well, open day Arsenal, but... You know, nothing you could really do that day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what happened last season at home? You know, we have to look forward. Yeah, yeah, let's move on, move on. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, you know what, actually? We're going we're gonna to talk about that now, yeah? Very, very, very quickly. So, Arsenal fans do, don't really like Selhurst Park under the lights. I don't think anyone does. And... When that when that fixture came out this season, obviously last year I think it ended three 0 mm. yeah, and then this year it was like, oh, the only thing that was a positive was that it's a new look team. Preseason was great, but within the club, not so much now, but before, like last season, seasons before, did you look at Arsenal and not? It's not like you're not scared of them, but just know that. When Arsenal came up, even though there's quality in the team, it's always a winnable fixture. And has that kind of changed now? Do you reckon? I think. I think. Um, first and foremost, you got to compete, mm. and you've got to make sure that you go out there and perform. Because at the end of the day, the likes of Arsenal, mm. United, City, Chelsea, everyone like that, you know that you have to perform to your mm-hmm. top right um, because of the talent in which they possess yeah. an individual talent. Um, but on any given day and with the talent that we possess in our team, like we can, we can hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's shown over the last couple of years. Um, and under, you know, even last season, 
you know, we can go anywhere mm-hmm. and be hard to beat. We can go anywhere and take the game to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think... I think Arsenal, obviously, much like, I guess, United, mm-hmm. have, over this period, have gone through a period of trying to refine that that level of dominance, I guess, mm-hmm. if you could call it that. Um, because... You know, for the last few years, it's been like City and Liverpool have yeah. kind of been that step above, and then you've got the—I know you won't like it me saying it—but Spurs and mm. Arsenal and United and you know Chelsea have been in that almost that bracket above yeah. those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's for years you would always have top four; it was a given. Yeah, or top five, top six—it was a given. Mm. Whereas now it's it's becoming an open open field, and I think. Um, those teams are trying to cement that again. Yeah. Trying to get back to that, um, back to Champions League football so that they can start to then obviously attract people mm. and, and come through. But I think Arsenal have kind of gone through a, a period um, and now you kind of see it come in, come in the other side mm. because of the, the recruitment and the vision and the, they haven't just gone out and gone Bang, 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 mm, bang. Just money at it. You know, they've they've gone right, okay. Almost trying to build a, a foundation, a base, a, mm. an identity um of the type of players and the character of a player that they want to bring in. Um so I think from from what obviously they've they've done so far this season, it's you know, I think it's certainly the move in the right direction. Yeah. I think you guys would be happy. Over the moon, mate. Over the moon. I'm going to win the league, win the Champions no, League. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't get carried away, no, mate. All, all, all of that stuff. All, I remember I remember years ago saying that, so this is when Arteta first came, and I remember saying it's going to take us about three years to even compete at any level again because that's how far, like, far back like we were. And I'm, like, a realist at the end of the day. At the level, I mean, in, in regards to the level that we're at, in regards to just everything, I'm just a realist. So now, yeah. I don't. I'm seeing the media and everyone's ah oh, title, title this, title. That. I'm like, listen, stop, just stop. I don't think that's gonna happen. If it happens, great, but it's n- it's never gonna happen. I'm just the old media, you know, game by game. Let's just see, who, and I, I want top four, and I don't think you know, because I still think we're one or two injuries away from really suffering again. So we'll just see. But if we get top four... But that's I'm that's the beauty of... like, And I don't think anyone can ever... Keep talking. Um, ...kind of question, you know, the, the level of success that, you know, Arsene Wenger achieved, mm-hmm. you know, to, to... What was his reign? He never fell out of the Champions League. Exactly. I mean, and, and in the Premier League as well, mm. you know, it's some feat, some kind of achievement to do that because the Premier League is it's it's ever moving for one, but the the force that comes with it yeah. with the teams, you know, that have kind of you know over the course of those years, you know, the investment and the players that were coming in. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. Listen, 
Anyway, so hopefully better days are 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 coming forward. But you know, if in term, in terms of this season anyway, that like, how have you how are you rating Palace's start this season? I think as a whole it's it's been a good start. I think we could have obviously um held on or got a few more points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um and, and dropped a couple of points here and there. Uh but I think, you know, with the, the fixtures that we had mm. at the start of the season. You know, I think it's a it's a positive start. Wait, you guys um, had it. You know, we were. I think we were unfortunate against Liverpool. Oh. You know, um, and you a bit of magic. Well. Yeah, we we played really well. You played well that game, man. Yeah, um, but it's 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 uh, you know, and, and even the first half against City, second half obviously they they they, they done what they done right. But first half we we played well and we mm. took it to them, and and the game plan was you was working. City. Um, you know, so it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's been a good start. Mm. Um, I think obviously you can always. <laughs> I always laugh because I think you can always look at seasons. You can always look at periods and go, "Oh yeah, well, if we done this, we done that." But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're going to always go through moments or ups and downs throughout the season. Yeah, you know, I remember a few years ago we we went. I think what was it seven without getting a point on the board. Mm. And then we won against Chelsea um, to get our first like points on the board. But people were like, oh no, or, like the worst start here and what have you. But I was kind of like, well, your C teams do this throughout the season. They're in a similar sort of position to mm. us. But it won't get picked up because it's 15 games in, 20 games in. Yeah. Whereas at the start of the season, it's 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 so obvious. Mm-hmm. But there'll be moments throughout the season where teams go five, six, seven without yeah. getting a point on it's the board. A long season. And people don't necessarily then pick that up, but mm-hmm. then they're like, in, and and then we will go on a good run, and you win three, four games, and you're like, you you you're out of it. Yeah. And then you kind of. But but, but that's why even like when I talk about football, I always try to just look at it like in in the long run because. I feel like now we're in this thing where we're so the old world like reactionary with 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 everything like just you know I think Pep even said it the other day that um they, they'll talk about Haaland how good he can be and Pep Pep was saying just a month ago you guys were saying it was a waste of money after the community should mm. do you know what I'm saying and now he's just like oh he could go on to beca- to break Alan's yeah. record like yeah. we're I so d- it's 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 funny. I like I I've just watched um the uh man in the arena. It's a Tom Brady documentary. Oh I'm, I'm um, I like stuff like that. And it's like a ten ten part series mm. on like his start to where he is now. Yeah. And it's crazy because you go through periods of time where everyone's like bang 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 battering him yeah. and, that, and then it changes and he's oh he's the best ever. Yeah. and then it's, a, it's, it's down and it's up and, it, and what have you and I think now everyone expects it straight away mm-hmm. and everyone kind of can get carried away can mm-hmm. start to say things very early on um, and I think kind of society now is is instant right but the only thing they can't really work out or what isn't instant is a season exactly <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. A, you know, a, a marathon is an instant, a, a season is an instant. So mm. you can have an amazing start, but then drop off. You drop can off. you can have a terrible start, but then pick up and 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 go mm. on to win it. So it's it's kind of you know everyone wants to 
I guess, predict yeah. what's going to happen, but you, you can't predict you can't, a league. You can't at all. That's like, why. Like the Premier League. That's why it's, it's good to just, you know, not not get too high and not get too low with like your criticisms or your praises. Because No, if someone's doing well, praise them. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've just got a, a little thing about when people... He's this, he's I, that. I, 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 I do as well. I absolutely I do as well. I, hate I think, that. you know, I, I don't think there's enough um, positive. There's not. There's, there's, there's absolutely not. Um, and even when things are aren't quite going in the right direction, there's still positives to find. Mm. You know, there's still things you can look at. Of course, there's always things you can do better. But no one's perfect, man. No one's kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely hate it. Like recently, like yesterday or the day before, I saw a clip of, um, oh my gosh, is it the Liverpool striker? They just bought him. Is it Nunes? Nunes. Yeah, Nunes. I don't know if you've seen the clip where he, he took the ball of someone and then tried to bend it in, but it's gone way out. Yeah. And they're absolutely ripping him, saying he's this, he's that. And I'm just like, please, like, he's a premier, you know. You know what it, what it means to play in the Premier League yeah. and to just go and just call a player rubbish and blah, 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 blah. But he was the man of the moment at the yeah. Community Shield again. I just, I just don't it's, like that. It's funny. Like, what was it? Um, is it? Who's a tennis player? Um, always gets in trouble. Curious. Curious. Yeah. What did he say? I think um, like someone like Tom Hanks or someone was, was in the, um, was watching mm. and someone like hurled some abuse at him. Yeah. And he was like, are you any good at tennis? <laughs> or something like that. And he was like, no. Okay, so you can't talk to me. Yes. Just like I can't talk to yes. Tom Hanks about acting because I'm no good at acting. Yes, yes. I, I <laughs> or it that. was something along mm, those lines. Mm, but mm. it was like, mm, okay, yeah. you got a point. <laughs> but it's, it's the world we live in, isn't it? And, you know, you just got to take it. But a couple questions before we wrap up. First of Go all, I have to mention that I love, love, love the way you, the way God is at the forefront. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And the reason why I love that is because I feel like it's such a big part of a lot of people's lives. And I would like to see it, you know, show more. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's hard because it's sport and, you know, it's like, your arcs to kind of like draw the line sometimes, but I, I I just wanted to just mention that that I love that, and and I'm seeing more and more. I think the foreign players because it's and I, I'm Nigerian and it or British but Nigerian, so it's in culture. Mm. So because it's in culture, when you see, when you get the foreign players over here, you know you always see them, but it's we're just so used to seeing it. Yeah, but we don't really get used to see you know Englishmen you know, really there praying before a match and everything. And and at first, well, I was going to ask, has that always been, I mean, has is that like a thing over the last couple of years? But I saw that you were actually raised in church. Yeah, I grew up in church, yeah. yeah Lived in the Bible college for 10 years. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought you kind of like just gave your life about three seasons ago and then all of a sudden, you know, you're just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> on fire like that. But um, no, yeah, man, I, I, yeah, I grew, I grew up in church, and in you know, it, I was um, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. sorry. Yeah, I'm not gonna. No. 
<laughs> no, I, I I grew up in church, man, and and I think it's something that's been such a um, an anchor in my life. Mm. Uh, something that I've been able to always hold on to mm-hmm. when times are good, when times have times are tough, um, and I've always been kind of encouraged, and I've never been afraid of mm. you know wearing my heart up on my sleeve in many ways you know yeah. wearing you know showing who I am being yeah. vulnerable in that way mm-hmm. um because you know I think a lot more people respect you for being who you are if you're true to true to yourself exactly um and you stand up for what you believe in mm-hmm. and I think for me you know I've I've been so 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 fortunate to have you know the support of my family, my friends, my wife, my kids now, um, the church mm-hmm. and the community that that's given me over the years. Um, and I real, I really do think that, you know, God has had his hand moving over, over all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not until you kind of look back on, look back on things where you see like his, his, his work mm-hmm. working yeah, amongst that, it. That last and contract I th- extension. Yeah, just just <laughs> just everything, man. Just just everything. But even even people, mm. people, players, staff, whoever yeah. it may be. There's you, there's always moments um, that you can look at and go, wow, mm. okay, that person was in that season of life. Yeah, who has helped me so much and given me so much. Mm. And it's not necessarily just like. Um, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to describe, but I think his his presence is always yeah. is always there. And I think for me, I've always wanted to be able to glorify him. Not that mm-hmm. he needs it, yeah. but I wanted to be able to glorify him mm-hmm. and and kind of just honor him in in whatever I do. Um, and I'm by no means perfect perfect yeah, in any way. Um, you know, I've, I've fallen off the wagon many, many times, but mm-hmm. I, I just feel that, you know, if I can stay true to him and, and steadfast in that mm-hmm. then and honour him, then here honour you. And I think um, it's helped me so much. It's given me um, a platform. It's given me a, an anchor. It's given me something to that's bigger, myself, bigger yeah. than myself, mm-hmm. bigger than any situation I can be put in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's given me something that I can um, hold on to when, when needed. And, um, well said, by the way, absolutely well said. Um, one thing I've also noticed is the community that he actually brings within football. And the place I've really noticed this by, I found, um, do you follow Ballers in God? Yes. Yeah. So I've, I found Ballers in God a couple of years ago. And to see the amount of players who who actually like, feel that way too and you know they all come together i've seen them do like bible studies on mm. online and, and prayers and i'm just like wow so I, I i absolutely love that and you know long may it continue i, I think like you you mentioned it there i think obviously with the league changing over the years it's and and with having the foreign players come in mm. you know the south americans the they say nigerians the african mm. whoever it may be you know, they're mu- so much more open to mm-hmm. bearing it. Yeah. You know, and, and wearing it. Yeah. Um, whatever religion it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think it's obviously become more acceptable. And yeah. I think like anything, I think people are are more open to speaking out about things, mm. speaking openly and honestly about things as well, mm. which is great because it also, like for me, I'm never someone to ram it down your yeah. throat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not someone that's yeah. going to come out and be like, I don't want to do that. Give yeah. your life today. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and because I don't think that's just not my character, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, if there's a conversation to have, I always, I always have it, and actually, mm. it's been great because, you know, you have conversations with with others who believe in something different, and yeah. I've I've always loved those conversations because, mm-hmm. ultimately, for me, it's a relationship, and we're around relationships every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's through what we do on a daily basis yeah. that you know that girl can come out and can work and mm-hmm. can move. Um, so it's just, it's, yeah, I'm, I've, I've always been open. Yeah. I've always been open. I wear my heart on the sleeve and sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing, but it's... Uh, That's always, it's always a good thing. So um, I was speaking to um, my friend who, he's like, he's good friends with Klein. So I'm friends with Klein's brother, Theo. Do you know Theo? That's me? No. Oh. Um, I'm talking about Nathaniel Klein, by the way. Yeah. So one of our mutual friends, I was talking to him, saying um, that, I'm trying to get Klein on, but yeah. So anyway, I was saying that you're coming on, and then he's just like, "I Woody, oh, he's on that God thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's on that God thing." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah, yeah. I, I, I just find that so funny that you're known like for that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. It's not a negative. It's like yeah. you're known for it, and it's. And I just love it. Do you get what I'm saying? He's on that God thing. And I, I could not stop laughing because... Well, it's, it's funny, man, because <laughs> that, that happened, that's happened so much over the years. And it's just like, it's almost like people like, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. What's going on? But it's uh, it's good, man. Like, yeah. I, uh, like you said, I think for me, it's, it's all about, you know, I like him moving, him working mm. through us and... Um, you know, if I can give that moment, like like you said about praying before games, if mm. I can give that moment to him and almost have that calm before the storm, yeah, and just to honor him and and just say thank you for the privilege and the blessing to be out That's it. on the pitch. That's it, man. Okay, cool. Right before we wrap up, you've played what ten years now? Let's just say at your tenth season. You said this is tenth and well, this is my eleventh season at Palace. Okay, eleventh season. 10th, yeah. First of all, yeah. Are you there next year? Do you know yet? Don't know yet. Do you want to stay? Of course. Okay, of course. Okay, who's that down to in the club? Is, this, is it like a Steve Parrish thing, or is it a Vieira thing, or just collective? I think it's a combination of of uh, many many factors. Okay, cool. But you don't know what's going on yet. No. Okay, cool. Don't worry, you'll be there. If you want to be, <laughs> if you want to be there, you'll be there. Um, second of all, throughout those years there's been different eras in the so t- 2012 who was on top in the like was it that's Chelsea 2012 I don't know I don't know you have but, but you've had the Man Cities and then you've had Liverpool like, so th- throughout that era what's been the era for you which has been the highest in terms of quality you might even say no but was there an era you went through where you just like oh, this is Every week, what uh, uh, for us in the Premier League? Yeah, for you in the Premier League. Um, listen, I think that the the game over the course 
of time that I've even been in it in the Premier League. It's evolved so much, mm. um, and it is getting more and more mm. every single season. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people necessarily see it because it's gradually mm. happening, but when you're in it and you you you're amongst it, it's like it's just levels, yeah, levels and levels. And you see that I think like with City now and you know Liverpool and Chelsea and, and those, but the, the press, the the energy, the mm. movement, and and actually even outside of that, I don't think you you can look at the Premier League now and you're like. Is every club has got quality. Yeah. Every club has got talent and a chance. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's why. Well, I don't know the stats, but it's the most watched league in the world. Mm. You know, across every country in the world, there's, there's Premier League. People know the Premier League because mm. it is. It's it's almost like um, it's unpredictable. Mm. Um, I think you're always obviously right now. You're always going to have you know like City and mm-hmm. and. Liverpool um, at the top right now but you know there's it's it's ever changing yeah. and that's the beauty of the Premier League it's not just one or two teams dominating for however many years yeah. you know there's always people stepping on their toes mm-hmm. and it, it's it's changing um, so I think I'd say obviously it was it was special to come up against the Gerrards and yeah. And parts and like JT and all those guys, Giggsy mm. and, and and that. Um, but in terms of the game, I think it's it's going levels now. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. No, no, it does. It does in a roundabout way. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I get it. Because um, I was actually saying this on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that every team you play against pretty much they've got in, internationals. Mm. Like you're you're seeing Forest, a team that has come up spending 150 mil, you know, buying midfielders for 45 mil, and do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Every team is stacked. Do you know what I mean? And you know, there's there's games where you used to be able to go in and just know it's an easy three points. Those days are long gone. Those days are mm. absolutely long gone now. And um, I think in terms of in terms of quality, overall. I think now is probably, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there was a time where I think the the, the top teams were just that like, just had a real real quality. Yeah. But I'm like an old head, so I think I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think the physicality side of things, mm. is, there's been difference. I think in terms of the physical state of the game mm. has changed. Yeah, it's. It's not as much mm. because you can't <laughs> you can't get away with the old school kind yeah. of. Way of doing things. What's that um, like? Leaving defending? a little bit, leaving a little like bit on someone. Knowing you have <laughs> VAR, just listen. I think you, you at the end of the day, when you're on the pitch, you're not thinking about yeah VAR or this or that. You're just concentrating on on doing mm. what you've got to do. Yeah. Um. And then afterwards, it's it's you know what happens happens. But I think you know at the end of the day, someone might yeah. mistime something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's it's just just the way it is at, right now, right? But I think um, you know, I, I I love those those derby days when you used to see the Arsenal's and yeah. United, and it used to be vicious. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Um, and I I think I think that 
in in many ways is is missed yeah um but it's a it's a new dynamic mm. new kind of thing now um okay cool well um oh no last question sorry i i think this is just like a personal question for me but i say it's a bit unfair having de bruyne and Haaland on one team it's not it's not fair. Well, it's fair, obviously. It's like creating your own team in FIFA, yeah, right? Do you know Back what I mean? in the it's, day, <laughs> you can make your own characters and make them a hundred. I was watching. <laughs> I think it was their Champions League the other day, and um, or the week before, whenever. And I was saying, Harlan's. I mean, Kevin Bryan's going to do like a one of them pinpoint passes. Harlan's going, and literally, as I've said it, that's how um, they've scored. But you've obviously played against them this season. Mm. What's it like, like defending against that? Like it's. You've, yeah, it's those games are not just physically demanding but mentally yeah. demanding because just of the levels mm. that they're at um, and the quality that they possess, they can hurt you at any point. Mm. So the focus has to be so high. Yeah. Um, right. And you know, at the end of the day, if you if you don't nullify it, if you don't stop it, then eventually their quality is gonna mm. gonna shine right, and it's gonna come through. Um, and and sometimes you need a little bit of the rub of the green to go your way when you're playing those teams. Yeah, boy, you didn't you didn't get that boy, against them. So, but yeah, Holland's a strong guy, isn't it? There was is it like it was, it for me? You, it's like a Slatan. Oh, Slatan, is it? Yeah, obviously just a younger, mm. younger version. Oh, it's in 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 that's, that's in a, many ways in his stature. Yeah, his that's, that's a good and, comparison. You know. Because he just looks. Um, so I don't want to like remind you of this, but that goal against mm. you guys, and I think it was you that he kind of just fended off a bit. Mm. Just like you can't get him off the ball. You just no, and 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 that like, yeah. And he and once he's got the right side of you, yeah, that's it. I think that's what it was. Not that you know you're weak or anything. But oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was because I remember the, the gap between you. Like he went in there and then you tried to come. But anyway, um, yeah, he shouldn't be like when he gets going. He can. He's athletic. He shouldn't be able to do that with his size. But I see why you say but that. Why? There's, there's, why shouldn't he be able to? Yeah, it's like a, it's like <laughs> a robot. He's just. He's just such a physical uh, yeah. specimen to be able to have that much. Ability, agility, whatever it is, whatever the yeah. word is, it's it's a joke. And then you have got Kevin De Bruyne just needs half a yard, just Bernardo Silva and jeez, oh, I love Bernardo Silva, you know. Reminds of, like it's just it's like I used to one of my favorite players. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, man, when you see him, it's still just yeah. Him. I see him against um, United the other, the other week. Um, okay, but seeing as you know. You've um, gone through all of the. You're not. You're not actually David Silver to this one, but which player has, you know, that you've come up against has impressed you the most? Impressed you the most, and also given you the toughest time. They can. They can be two separate players. You're not actually David Silver. Um, mm, I think. I think right now. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is mm. is levels, yeah, just a whole different levels. Ridiculous. Um, Hazard was when he was at Chelsea doing his thing mm. was was frightening, yeah, because um, 
you didn't know which way he was going to go, mm. what he was going to do. Um, geez, man, there's there's been there's been a few and over you, the years. You've had a good, you've had a good like good crop. Yeah, <laughs> you've had it. honestly because normally when I ask this question to people, they've been in the prem for like two, three years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you've literally had, you know, you've gone through the Agueros. Sane was next Who? level as well. Who? Sane. Oh, Sane. Oh, Sane was, he was one of my favourite, still is one of my favourite wingers. Just direct. That's it. Just direct. Bang. Him and Sterling. On, on Even that's, like, that's like chaos. Mane and, and stuff like that, you know, it's, and that, it's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. But then, but it, what a joy, man. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Of like, course, man. And, and when you kind of look at that and when you look on, look at back at games and you look back on that and you kind of see mm. you know, the world class players that you come up against you're like yeah man Hon- honestly just, man yeah just, literally <laughs> <laughs> literally just pray before just hope for the best man. is this is this real because this is these are like players at the, the highest level and it's not every day you get to play against those and you're doing it time and time again mm. over but yeah I think that's it is there anything I'm not covered that season when you didn't play as many, as many games, was that injury or just you were just out of favour? Uh, there was one I got injured and that's when as broke through. So I got I got injured um, and Aaron Wampasaka broke into the team. Ah, uh, that's the, I think that's the season I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then yeah. um, and then he played and then I came back in and then the following season he like, set the world alight. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, when he come in, man, wow. Yeah. I feel sorry for him though, man. Like, with how... He gets because because of how he came up. We're gonna wrap up, anyway, but because of how he came up, he was instantly compared to Trent, mm. and in the time and and at the time, I was saying that I preferred Wan Bissaka because I'm I'm one of those guys that I like my defenders to defend first, and then and at the time I didn't think Trent was that good a defender, but <laughs> but I just um, I just feel like. He was at such a young age. I think those those years where it's vital that you get like the coaching and everything, mm. he probably got left out a bit, being at such a big club. But that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, I'll probably cut that. It shapes out. you, right, man? It yeah. shapes you. But yeah, no, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I hope you um, have had fun doing it. This will probably come out, I don't know, probably Monday or something. So thank you very much again. And um, guys watching, I hope you've enjoyed this one. Um, I'm going to find a comment that what that asks for you because on this podcast we talk real football and we have real guests on, <laughs> and um, people will actually ask because you're like a proper professional footballer. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to find it for you. And yeah, um, guys, like, subscribe, share. I'm going to put his um, Joe's. Um, Instagram and everything in the... Have you got Twitter? Uh, I do, but... You don't use it? No, I'm not really that... that Are you in control of it? Though? social. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I know. I know you're not really good. <laughs> I know. You're not, bloody hell. But um, I think it's easier to know that you're not good with that and you're not just paying me off. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was actually... Anyway, we'll talk about it after. But um, <laughs> yeah. So guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing and we'll be back. Ooh. The next one we have for you was going to be a good one. But um, this yeah, wasn't. We'll this one? What? This wasn't. Awful. This was awful. 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 Terrible. awful. No, no, they're always good. 
no, nice. I've, 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 I've enjoyed this. Like, honestly, I've actually really, like, I've been looking forward to this one and I've really, really, really enjoyed it, man. Like, Making me trek all this way over here. No, you're good. good. It was yeah. worth it. It was, it was worth the wait, right? What was? Me coming over here. Nah. For the podcast. Nah. It wasn't worth I've the wait. I've got a couple episodes of, um, not Game of Thrones, House of Dragon to, to watch. That I've, oh, I haven't started you know, it. For this. No, no, I'm joking. No, no, definitely, definitely worth the wait, man. And thank you for coming, man. And, and I think that, you know, we shouldn't let that be overlooked that you came out your way. Do you get what I'm saying? To come oh, don't be silly, mate. It's a yeah. pleasure. Because uh, nice. obviously you live in, you live like near Birmingham. So <laughs> I didn't really want to put where you really live. But um, yeah. All right then, guys. We're out in a bit. Bye. Ciao.